You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. It is Locked On LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked On LSU podcast. So uh, LSU and Alabama are going to play football in Tiger Stadium in three days. Isn't that weird? It's LSU-Alabama week. And hey, what do we say? Hey, it's, 20, it's 2020. Um, this would normally be SEC Championship week, but obviously everything's pushed back. So LSU and Alabama this week to make good from the game that was canceled back on November 14th or postponed back on November 14th. And we don't even know if Nick Saban is going to be here. Of course, Saban one week ago today revealed he had a positive COVID test. And so he has been in quarantine. He did not coach with his team at uh, against Auburn in the Iron Bowl this last weekend, and they still won by a million, so no biggie. But here was uh, the Nick Tater on the SEC Coaches Teleconference today giving an update. You know, I, I'm feeling great. Awesome. And, um, I'll be evaluated by the medical staff on a daily basis, and uh, I still fully expect to be able to coach You know, this game on Saturday. Well, that's terrific. Just what we need. We need uh, Nick Saban there on the sideline to yell and scream at everybody. But in all seriousness, glad he's feeling okay. I mean, you don't want anything bad to come of this. And, you know, even though Nick Saban's almost 70 and the COVID crazies would lead you to believe this would be really bad for Nick. But, uh, you know, he just had to wipe his nose a few times. Other than that, he's really good. Um, Ed Ogeron on the same coach's teleconference gave an update on a couple of players. He was asked about Maurice Hampton, who has not played in the last two games. And he gave an update on Hampton and then also on Torrey Carter first, uh, if Hampton's going to be available. Yeah, he is. He's, uh, he's available this week and ready to go. And also, uh, I don't know if I, I – don't, I don't recall, but uh, Torrey Carter uh, just got reinstated yesterday and is available for this game, so uh, he will play. So, good news for LSU there. Uh, Maurice Hampton will be back. Tory Carter has been reinstated, and Ed Ogeron has a major nasal drip. I don't know how much Tory Carter would have mattered this last week against A&M. I mean, I guess we could argue because they really couldn't block that having a physical presence would have mattered. Maybe it would have, maybe not. Um, I, I don't think Tory Carter is impactful this week against Alabama. Uh, in this type of a game, are you really going to use a fullback I, Maybe so. Maybe it is one of those times where you you want that physical presence. I think the bigger issue here, obviously, is no Terrace Marshall, no Racy McMath. Not having your two biggest, best weapons on the outside. It's just crippling against a team like this where you're going to have to go win one-on-ones against Patrick Sertain and guys like that. And It's just, you know, sands those, those options. You're going to have to have somebody step up in a big way if it's Jeray Jenkins or John Trey Kirkland or one of the freshmen like Kayshawn Booty, Coy Moore. It's a great opportunity for them. Let's see how they do. Uh, Maurice Hampton, that may be a, a significant addition in a game where LSU is probably going to be a nickel and dime most of the game. It's what Alabama does. They spread you out because they've got great receiving weapons, and then their offensive line is so good, even with a hat on a hat, they can beat you, and Najee Harris is just so dominant running the football. So... It's kind of a pick your poison with Alabama, but I'd rather have Maurice Hampton than not have another option at safety. We've seen mostly Jacoby Stevens, uh, Todd Harris, with some Cam Lewis, Jordan Toll sprinkled in. I'd like to have Maurice Hampton just have another body there in the secondary available for this weekend. 
Uh, we will continue to preview LSU and uh, Alabama as we move through the rest of the day today, tomorrow, and then into Friday. But that uh, point spread has continued to climb if you haven't paid attention to it. It's up to 29.5 now with LSU and Alabama this weekend. It opened at 25, quickly went up to 27.5 and 28, 28.5. And at last check this morning, it was 29.5. Right now, I'll check it for you right now, it is sitting at still at 29.5. So LSU better than a four-touchdown underdog at home against Alabama. And uh, they have a, a mighty big um, hill to climb this weekend with the number one Crimson Tide coming in. Also, remember, while you are watching LSU Alabama this weekend, I presume you'll be watching, reach for the ice-cold refreshment of that golden goodness that's literally made to chill Coors Light, cold-lagered, cold-filtered, cold-packaged, literally made to chill. When you need to unwind, you might need to chill a little while watching LSU Alabama this weekend. Make sure Coors Light is in your hand, and it's never been easier to get Coors Light, you can get it delivered right to your door at get.coorslight.com, get.coorslight.com. So, game starts and you realize, oh, fridge is empty. Or, if you're just not comfortable going to the store right now with all the COVID stuff, just log on, get.coorslight.com, get.coorslight.com. Contactless delivery right to your door in that new look can Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, reminding you to celebrate responsibly. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Be sure to join us tomorrow for a Friday edition of the Locked On LSU Podcast. We will give you a full breakdown and preview of LSU Alabama, our game prediction, and We'll preview LSU Louisiana Tech in basketball Sunday from the Maravich Center, so be on the lookout for that. We're getting to the point in the week, though, where we hear from plenty of college football analysts and experts about their opinion on the game this weekend. And uh, Russ Mitchell, uh, lead SEC writer for College Football News, visits with me on my radio show every Wednesday. Here was uh, Russ's take on LSU-Bama. They're in the top three in almost every statistical category this year, you know, offense and defense. Uh, you know, they're playing exceptionally good football. Uh, they seem to be very focused. Even when their head coach wasn't on the sideline, they still seem to be able to execute well. Um, you know, I, I think that this is a buzzsaw of a team. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think, you know, this is a team that's arguably better this year than they were last year with a healthy Tua. And a lot of that, I think, is defense. But, uh, you know, uh, the wide receiving core, even with the injuries, playing at, you know, an exceptionally high level, which is crazy when you think that they lost how much talent they lost to the NFL last year. And with Waddle's uh, injury. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. And, um, uh, and you know, the, the skill position players are playing very well. I'm very impressed, you know with how the defense has stepped up their tackles for a loss. They're playing, you know, they never do very well in sacks, 
next, which is interesting. If you look back at Nick Saban's career at Alabama, very, very rarely do they have a team that's ranked in the, mm. you know, in the upper part of the conference. Like this year, I think they're ranked eighth. That's but in tackles, yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. But tack, but tackles for loss, they're like second behind only Florida. So, you know, this is going to be a very, very difficult challenge for LSU. So when you're watching this game, you're just looking to see <laughs> what else is on at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Unless if you're, you're the guy at... that has to do the post-game show. Look, <laughs> yeah, a lot of whiskey, a lot of wine. Um, if, if, you're, if you're LSU, you're trying to decide whether or not the Bo Pelini experiment is worth it. Uh, you know, and that's basically all that's uh, basically all the rest of this year is to see what, who has stones and to see if I mean, I already know the answer to this, but to decide whether or not you think this Polini experiment is worth continuing. That's what this game is about. If you want to get an NFL fix, you got to check out Locked On NFL Sunday. Look for a Sunday pregame show that talks about every game and every team in depth. Check out the Locked On NFL Sunday show live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. No sketches, no celebrity cameos, no fluff, just football every Sunday morning with host Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. Follow and subscribe to Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And don't forget to turn on those notifications so you're notified every time the show goes live every Sunday morning beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Wrapping up here on this uh, Thursday edition of the Locked on LSU podcast. If you've not done so yet, please subscribe. We appreciate that greatly. One quick note here um, that's relevant for LSU, certainly, and the rest of the league. If you didn't see it earlier this week, the ACC has altered its schedule moving forward. They will not require Notre Dame to play on December the 12th. And Florida State was hoping to make up its game with Clemson on December the 12th. And the ACC said, nope, that's not going to be made up. Effectively, the ACC has taken steps to protect its greatest assets and making sure that Notre Dame and Clemson both are, well, Notre Dame undefeated and Clemson just their one loss going into the ACC title game against each other on December the 19th with the best possibility of getting two teams into the college football playoff. Well, there's also some conversation involving the Big Ten. Ohio State's currently ranked fourth, but they've only played four games. For perspective, USC's played three games, one game fewer than Ohio State, and they're ranked 20th. So you're looking at a situation where the committee is clearly favoring Ohio State But if Ohio State doesn't play this weekend against Michigan State or next week again against Michigan, both very likely scenarios, and therefore not qualifying for the Big Ten title game, you're talking about an Ohio State team that's going to play four or maybe one extra game across divisional game on the 19th. uh, So to get to five games total, I cannot see a scenario where the committee puts Ohio State in the playoff having played four or five games total. So does the Big Ten follow suit with what the the ACC did, maybe change some of its COVID policies or its scheduling to get Ohio State more games. That's worth watching. For what it's worth, though, uh, Greg Sankey uh, gave an interview with Dennis Dodd of CBS on Wednesday evening and basically took shots at the ACC. Greg Sankey said, 
we set out to play 10 games and we're going to play our full schedule. And good on Greg Sankey for that. In some respect, you might think that it's foolish or foolhardy, but it's also a, a power play in the COVID era to say this is what we set out to do and we accomplished what we set out to do when many of you told us we were wrong or stupid or or ill-sighted for proceeding and moving forward. And the SEC's tact, their approach, has worked perfectly. They delayed their start. They gathered as much information as possible. They built a 10-game conference schedule with a couple of dates built in as buffers to reschedule if need be. They had the cooperation of all 14 member institutions and the SEC is going to cross the finish line having played 70 football games and a conference championship game. And that's to be applauded and saluted. And I think it will reflect favorably for the committee. If I had to say today what I think is the most likely scenario to unfold for the college football playoff, it is that Clemson beats Notre Dame, Alabama beats Florida, Alabama won, Clemson 2, Notre Dame, I think, also gets in, and 9-1 and Texas A&M would leapfrog Ohio State and would obviously have the head-to-head against Florida, and with one loss compared to Florida's two, would be the next team in. I think that would be your playoff, and I think you'd probably be looking at A&M uh, as the third-ranked team, so you'd have a Clemson-A&M matchup and a, and a Notre Dame-Alabama uh, matchup in the first round with the winners meeting for the national championship. That's how I think it would play out. That's how I think is most likely to play out. We'll see if the Big Ten can get Ohio State uh, more games to make that less of a debatable issue. Join us tomorrow for the Locked On LSU podcast, full preview of LSU-Bama in football and LSU-Louisiana Tech and hoops. Until then, Locked On LSU, your team every day.